Welcome to episode 59 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And happy 4th of July, everybody. Woo-woo! Yeah. Happy birthday, America. So we are coming out in this episode on the 4th of July, and Amber thought it would be a good time to have a subject about... Captain America. Captain America. It's very fitting. Yeah. America's butt. Red, white, and blue butt. (laughs) (laughs) But before that, before we get into this episode, let's go ahead and talk about anything going on this week for anybody. Danny, how about you? Mm, Nothing, really. Just busy working? Yeah. Gotta make that dollar. That's very American. (laughs) Yeah. All for the buck. All for the... Yeah, do it all for the money. But I'm excited for our our little Comic-Con this weekend. That's right. Yeah. This weekend we will be having a booth. Come by and say hi if you know where we're at. If you don't. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've left hints here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. And next week, I think we will probably have an episode on a uh, Comic Con recap. Yeah, break we, it down. We'll let you know who we met, who we saw, what we did, all that good kind of stuff. That'll be fun. Yeah. What about you, Amber? Anything special going on this week or the previous week? I'm working really hard getting things done for the con, um, but besides that, I took a trip up to a, a big mall that we have kind of close by, and, you know, I wanted to, well, went to Ikea, more importantly, but then, you know, just walked around the mall looking for stuff to find, went to the classic, you know, Hot Topic and box lunch and stuff like that, um, and they had some sales going on. So one thing that I thought was really cool that we got was this book called Marvel Meow. And it's about (laughs) Miss Marvel's cat, Chewie. Um, And um, Chewie meets a bunch of characters. Um, And it's like a really, really cute, almost manga art style. Um, So yeah, I'll I'll bring that by uh, next time I see you guys and, and show you guys. Do you know that Marvel Meow is probably a play on words? For what? There was a long-running series of comics called Marvel Now. Oh. Hmm. Was it like little one-shots? Yeah. Okay, that's that's what the this book is then. Cool. cool. That's neat. Speaking and of cats, there's a cat in my room now. <laughs> nice. Special guest star. Special guest star, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> We've also right in the middle of a steam sale, steam summer sale. And I'm working hard not to accumulate more stuff for my backlog. Yeah, I've got too many things that require time to sit down and play like a new game. <laughs> meow meow. <laughs> Gwen. Gwen heard us talking about Marvel Meow. You come here. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and kick off this episode about Captain America, and this is just going to be a introductory uh, episode. Obviously, Captain America, big subject to tackle. There's actually a, a multiverse of, of Captain Americas also. That's kind of neat to, to get into someday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the very first 
issue about Captain America comics back when it was in Timely Comics, before even it was Marvel Comics, um, back from 1940-41. And then we'll talk about a little bit more modern story arc and then uh, kind of follow him and see how he's progressed through the years and and uh, take him all the way up into the modern time where we, we know him as Chris Evans, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so we all read Captain America comics number one from 1941, written oh and written and drawn by uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, some uh, industry legends. Uh, Jack Kirby following Captain America all the way through probably the 80s, and uh, starting off with uh, a comic book that has a lot of red, white, and blue on the cover. And uh, it's got Captain America punching Hitler in the face. <laughs> nothing, nothing more 1940s than uh, than heaven. The symbol <laughs> of liberty punching Hitler in the face. Now, we read these comics through Marvel Unlimited, which uh, puts a little splash page right at the beginning about uh, content that was written a long time ago may not be appropriate today, may, may not have been appropriate back then. I think that's pretty cool, but yeah. They they don't alter the stories. They just let you know, hey, we're we're learning from this. This is a part of our history. And I think that's uh that's kind of a cool thing to do. Uh glad that they don't alter them. Me too. I think that would be you, you wouldn't know what was wrong with it, but now you can see and you can be like, Oh, that's a little sus. Right. <laughs> glad they're aware that it's a little sus. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you learn. That's how you learn yeah. what what was possibly wrong in the in the past and what you can do better moving forward. So I thought that was kind of neat. But this issue was uh, was huge. It was like sixty something pages. It had four Captain America stories and then a couple other stories for other characters, and all for the, the whopping price at ten cents. Crazy, um, crazy. So four, four Captain America stories. The very first one was called Meet Captain America and it's kind of what you expect the quick little origin story of Captain America probably not Very as in quick. depth not as in depth as uh, what we've seen in the movies and what we've read since but just a quick little uh, project rebirth scene or operation rebirth I've seen it called both over the years where uh, Skrani soldier who can't enlist because he's got too many physical ailments, gets uh, shot up with some super soldier serum and becomes really strong, quick, studies martial arts and becomes the sentinel of liberty. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. It seems like they were treating Captain America as like a secret identity, like Steve Rogers was a secret. Right, that's, uh, that's something that's kind of neat back in these early comics, I think he's he's got to be, and I don't know the exact timeline, but he's got to be a reaction to um, Batman. Because mm. uh, if you notice, a lot of these stories were all about like riddles and yeah. detective, detective work, and, and obviously because of the Bucky time frame, a lot of a lot like Robin. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that too. <laughs> you got a young sidekick. Yeah, Bucky was really different. Mm-hmm. You got a secret identity. Mm -hmm. um, 
this is more they're they're doing more anti-terrorism espionage you know kind of stuff because of the time frame because of the war going on but very much uh you know detective comics type feel to it oh can i say something i think you are there was a lot of just flat out murder (laughs) absolutely i noticed (laughs) that too like every page someone would die and then captain america shows up and he's like ah you killed this guy (laughs) punch him right And there's there's one scene where the the bad guy has a uh, what was that was that in this one the bad guy's got the hypodermic needles. Or I think that, that in... was that was the Red Skull. So that was this. Okay, one. yeah. So I I accidentally read the wrong comic first, and then so I, my my brain's a little jumbled. But at some point, the bad guy, which was the Red Skull in this one, has hypodermic needles that he's killing people with, and he accidentally rolls over one and Bucky's like, Hey, should we do something to this to save him? You know, and Captain Mary's like, no, nah, we got to get back to camp. <laughs> 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 he just fully disses like the, uh, you know, the, the, the kids like, Hey, he, he killed himself. That's horrible. And, uh, he's like, no, it's, uh, it's time to go. And Bucky yeah. was so funny because he would just walk into obvious danger traps and then almost die. <laughs> hey, he's a, just a tiny little kid. That's why is he in the army? He's a mascot in the <laughs> army. He's like their platoon mascot, and uh, as far as I know, has no superhuman s- strength or skill <laughs> or stamina or anything. But he's side by side beating up these, uh, you know, different bad guys with uh, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, four stories. We get to meet Captain America. We see a story about Sando and Omar, which was a little weird. Um, yeah. they're, they're doing some terrorist type type stuff. Um, another story where there's a chessboard and some bad guy is kind of taking out all the people one by one, all the important army generals, and trying to trying to take out Captain America one by one with his his bad guys. And then uh, the final story being the riddle of the red skull kind of neat to see red skull all the way back in the very yeah. very first issue of captain america but in yeah, this he had uh, an interesting outfit yeah in this issue it's just a uh, spoiler <laughs> alert just a uh, a mask on a on a dude yeah who happened to be like a capitalist right he was the the guy who was making the airplanes he i thought he was some sort of medicine man and that's why he got the hypodermic needles or whatever oh it could be but yeah just look into my eyes and you will die and And then he would stab him with the needles yeah but for some reason when he went to do the same thing to Captain America he's just trying to kill him with his death stare and doesn't worry about the needle until the end (laughs) but yeah very very dated but still I guess this was considered the the writing style and the action style of this was considered pretty revolutionary for the time as oh. far as how fast moving the stories were and how much action and fighting the and stories murder. had and murder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's not murder in comics anymore. Maybe that's just because they don't want to like kill off characters to like, I don't know, just in case they want 
some random one shot of this random character or whatever. Well, you say that, but I also looked up a list of key issues of Captain America just to see what was out there and see uh-huh. what, we, what we might want to read. And as I'm looking at this list that that spans even until you know modern times, yeah, I'm scrolling down the list and it says you know Captain America issue 352 or something like that, and then in, in this the next column it says why it's important why it's a key issue and mm-hmm. almost all of them were death of so-and-so death of so-and-so <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know some some bad guy that was probably the bad guy of the issue and uh, <laughs> yeah, death of so-and-so so wow i, th- I think we're kind of slated by the the mcu and the movies uh-huh. that, that's not as prevalent but i think in the comics that was a recurring theme but no one's ever really truly dead in the comics right they come back Right, there's always universes. Another universe. Yep. Yeah, so did you guys enjoy reading uh, those stories back from 1941? Um, enjoy? I don't know. Read them? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's always cool to read them from like a while back ago. And see how different they are. Yeah, different because everything in the world back then revolved around this world event that was happening for yeah. you know four or five years. Um, so everything was tied to that. And as we see today, th- there's still obviously bad stuff that happens in wars all over the world. Um, but today we have to have like aliens come from you know outer space to right. come attack New York to uh to get all riled up about you know there's not we're not going to have a movie about captain america and the avengers going over to russia or something and you know are you complaining there's not enough war are you like that other guy the the guy that says there needs to be war yeah that was in the the second issue that we read right Yeah. yeah that was good you don't think Avengers coronavirus would be pretty popular? <laughs> the, the battle on the virus. I mean, they're already wearing masks, so. <laughs> hey, they're masking up. One thing that I thought was cool about this old issue was that the origin story, like, hasn't changed at all. Like, I feel like with some superheroes, it's, like, changes way drastically but this one like even though it was only like a page of origin story it was cool that it was it's always been super soldier serum scrawny guy turns into big guy to save america from the germans yep so let's let's talk about a little trivia here before we get into that second issue that we read here's some some interesting tidbits that i'll offer you Okay. So Joe Simon, one of the creators along with Jack Kirby, Joe Simon initially considered calling his new character Super American. He quickly changed it to Captain America, arguing that there were too many supers and not a lot of captains in comics. Oh. Hmm. And Captain made more sense if he's like in the military. Yeah. Right. Yet he's always working for generals who don't like him. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Does or at Captain least they don't... outrank General? No. Oh. Yeah. But Captain does outrank Private Rogers. 
<laughs> he's always peeling potatoes. I don't know if you caught what they kept on threatening Steve Rogers, the the private in the in the army. They kept threatening him with uh, KP duty. You know what that is? Kitchen. Kitchen patrol. Oh. So basically, peeling potatoes. So that's why they always like that army girl from (laughs) from weakest link. (laughs) (laughs) Peeling potatoes. All right. So uh, other trivia: Steve Rogers is one of the few people that Deadpool truly respects, due to Captain America being Wade's childhood hero. Oh, that's cute. Since both gained their abilities as a result of experimentation, Rogers empathizes with Wade and is one of the few heroes shown to genuinely like the Merc with a mouth. <laughs> All right. Due to his connection to the events in World War II and subsequent, subsequent suspended animation, Captain America is one of the few characters whose backstory isn't affected by Marvel's sliding timeline. So we've talked about this sliding timeline before, how oh. you know, Nick Fury was in World War II and... Yeah. We just kind of forget that and okay, Nick Fury is still around. But oh. Captain America, you know, Has not only because of his super soldier serum, but he, yeah, he was cryogenically uh, preserved. Oh, I had a question about that. Go for so, it. So, you know, in the movie, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because the first movie, oh, it's World War II, and then he falls into the water, and then in Avengers or whatever, they find him and he's he's out in the world in modern day. But in the comics, was was he like just preserved? Was was he like not written for a while, or was he just preserved, and then they like time jumped? Well, he yeah, so he was killed, right? Him and Bucky both. I think Bucky was in the yeah. plane with him, and. Uh, he wasn't found until probably in the 60s, and so, Nam- Namor found him Oh, because there was some underwater tribe or something that was uh, that was worshiping a false idol. And <laughs> which he was, was the, the false f- idol, the frozen dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he, I think he brings him out, and then the Avengers find him, and so he pops back up in Avengers. Like so he was one. just like not, he, he was written out of the comics for a little while? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Hmm. I, I, okay. I, I was wondering that while I was reading because I was like, they're talking about him being, you know, frozen in the second comic that we read. But I don't know. It didn't make sense for me. Yeah. Like in real life timeline. That's because we see everything. We're, we're not experiencing it in real time. Right, right. Couple more tidbits of trivia here. Steve favors Earl Grey tea. <laughs> nice. And, good and tea. his favorite food, as provided by Jarvis, includes American cheese on whole wheat with a glass of milk. Ew. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would have thought white bread, but you know. <laughs> Does I he put whole... it in the oven and make Heidi toast? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Steve Rogers personally hates tattoos. Okay. Boomer. Captain America's favorite romantic comedy is You've Got Mail. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with that movie? From I've 80s? heard of it. I've never seen it, though. Uh, Rogers has at time to own the copyright to the Captain America uniform and even threatened to take legal action against U.S. agent 
when he wore a version of it without his permission. Oh, U.S. Agent's the one in um, the show, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then lastly, Emma Frost reminds Steve of his mother. That's weird. Yeah, that one kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> the other one's kind of tracked. That one was a little bit like... <laughs> that one was mm. random. And Steve's got mommy issues? <laughs> I think Wait. Emma Frost is currently marrying Tony Stark in the comics. Yeah, yeah I saw I... that. And um, I saw a TikTok. It was like, I'm so excited about this wedding. Not because I like the ship, but because I really want them to get a messy divorce. There's too much killing of spouses now. I want them to get a, just a really, really messy divorce. Anyways, side note. Side Where, note. Where'd you find those uh, those facts? Was that just like on the Marvel wiki page? Yeah, on the fandom, fandom nice. page. Hmm. Yep. All right, so uh, I also had you guys read issue 332. Yeah. Which is an important issue... But it's also important because it's my favorite comic book cover of all time. What do you oh, guys really? think about that cover? Oh, let me reopen it. There's a lot of variants, right? Um, they didn't really have variants back then. No, like... Like variants now that reference it? Yeah. Oh, possibly. I think I've seen them. What year was this comic? 1987. 1987. So this was right in the prime of my growing up reading age, and I've actually got that comic. Oh, this one looks cool. It does look like a really cool cover. Why is Abraham Lincoln on it? Um, I think because of the whole title, Captain America No More, and it's got uh, it's got Abraham Lincoln crying. Oh, because he's sad that Captain America's no more. Right. Yep. Okay. So that was, uh, I think we can see in, in the 30-year span that writing gets a little bit deeper. Yeah. This is a story of, of morals and obligations and... Not you know, just murder. Yeah, not just flat-out <laughs> murder and little kids running around with adults. Um, so in this, this issue, some secret government organization... Approaches uh, Steve Rogers and says, "Hey, we we kind of own you still because you signed up for this uh, Project Rebirth and you signed up for the Army. You said you're going to protect uh, protect America, and you're going to use your super strength that we gave you. And instead, you're running around with the Avengers and stuff. Stop that. Yeah. So uh, stop all that other stuff, and we want you on a short leash. We're gonna we're gonna give you your missions. And uh, and he didn't really like that. He I guess uh, rented a hotel room in Washington <laughs> D.C. to think about this for a little while, <laughs> and contemplated what that meant. Uh, he liked liked the autonomy of of being able to, um, you know, do the missions that he wanted to do and kind of protect the things that he wanted to protect. And, and, and they're like, "No, you're gonna you're gonna be our hero for hire, basically." And they gave him a bunch of money as like a settlement. They had given him money as like a settlement. And then they're like, you can give us back the money and keep doing what you're doing. Give us back the money and the suit and stuff, or you can work for us. Right. And one thing that I thought was kind of out of character was, was Captain America's like, oh, man, but I spent all that money already. 
I'm like, what are you spending money on? Well, he's he's spending on his computer hotline. Yeah, what does that yeah. mean? I don't know. <laughs> I need to jump back a couple episode issues and, and see what this computer hotline was. Because this is 1987. Uh, we don't have internet yet. So I don't know, I don't know what this computer hotline is all about. All right, so he's uh, contemplating what he wants to do. He calls for, for some advice from some of his friends, um, like Sam Wilson. He tries to get a hold of Nick Fury. He oh, calls Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye's got a very, uh, very snappy message machine. <laughs> He's like, I'm out saving the world. Just leave your message if you want. You've reached Hawkeye. I wonder if that's like a special superhero line. Yeah. Or <laughs> he can't afford a computer hotline. He's just no. got an answer machine. <laughs> But the whole time that this is happening, there's some bad guy named Warhead who has parachuted onto the Washington Monument and has uh, threatened to detonate a nuclear bomb there unless America goes to war with some country in the next 24 just hours. anyone. He's just like, uh, anyone go to war, please. Because America's getting too soft, and he thinks the only way that American can reprove themselves is to uh, get back into a conflict. So... Uh, I guess he wasn't expecting the aliens to come to New York pretty soon, but... But isn't, like, the Cold War happening at this point? That's not good enough for him? No. No, Cold War isn't good. He wants he wants red-hot war. He wants hot war. Yeah. But this whole this whole thing's happening at Washington Monument, and, uh... But for some reason, Captain America has nothing to do with it. He's in a hotel room contemplating what his <laughs> future is. He's deciding if he wants to be Captain America or not. And someone from states away... Uh, what was his name? Super Patriot? Yeah, some something dumb like that. So we got some super super strength dude that's doing uh, one finger push-ups. And yeah. he's got some, uh, some sidekick that is obviously his, his uh, HR or his PR hype man. He's <laughs> trying to get Super Patriot to go save the world. And uh, long story short, uh, Steve Rogers ends up turning in, in a very, very iconic scene, turning in his uh, shield and his suit to the government, yeah. and uh, leaving the leaving the shield behind with with his stuff neatly folded. Because he already spent all his money on a computer hotline. Right, and, and there's just no refunds apparently from America Online at the time. So. Uh, but I, th- I thought the uh, the last couple panels of this comic oh, yeah. were were really good, showing him plopping down the shield and then slowly walking out out of frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of neat. So following this issue um, is where we start to see some of the other people assume the role of Captain America. And I think oh. uh, U.S. Agent is Ew. is the one that that pops up. As taking over his role, is he a a poopy head in the comics, just like he is in the show? Do you know? I I don't remember. I doubt he's obviously as as liked and a adored as uh, Steve Rogers, but I don't know if he's as hated as he was in the TV <laughs> show. So you were a kid when you first read this. Were you like disappointed that Captain America put a shield and suit away? You remember I, I, what you were thinking? 
I think even at that point, there had been enough uh, shenanigans in the in the comic book world that you know things are going to come around. Okay. <laughs> every every dozen episodes or every dozen issues, something major happens, and then it kind of resolves itself, and then something else oh. happens. So it's just like watching, uh, you know, Survivor or something. You know, things are going to get wacky because of uh, the producers are going to make them yeah. seem wacky, but then. The same stuff just happens season after season. Okay. But yeah. What'd you think about uh, the the differences between those two comics? We're looking at thirty five years of uh, of progression in this character and in comic books in general. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of growth, like more introspection, like just like a lot more thought thoughts being written down. I think. Um, cause everything in the other comic was just like, talk, 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 fight, fight, talk, 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 kill, um, kill, kill. <laughs> a couple kills in there. Um, but this one was cool cause you get a lot of that narration, um, and like inner thoughts of Steve Rogers. Yeah. Him contemplating everything and regretting his computer hotline. <laughs> I don't think he ever regretted his computer hotline. No, I don't hotline. think he regretted it. It still sounds super out of character. Why would he want a computer? Anyways. Think of all the lives he's touched with that computer hotline. <laughs> was dial-up around in the 80s or was that later? Dial-up was around, but it wasn't very common at all. Oh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure what... <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really curious as to what this computer hotline was. Wait, I have a question. Mm -hmm. When he's like thinking about all the things he'd have to do if he gave it up, he said he'd have to become a new thing like original Nomad. Is that like a thing? Yeah, Nomad was a uh, another character that had a couple people in it, and one of the one of the people that assumed the role of Nomad was Steve Rogers for a while, and one of them was the guy that became U.S. agent also. So they're just, they're just swapping clothes? Swapping they're swapping outfits. suits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they drop off their uniform to Goodwill, and then someone else picks it up and like, hey, maybe I'll be Nomad for the for a couple episodes. Oh, this is kind of cool. I just thought of this is kind of similar to what happens when um, in the movie's Steve Rogers has to go like undercover because he's a war criminal during like civil war. Yeah. And he grows a beard. Mm hmm. Wears a hat. Yeah. Yeah. There is kind of the, uh, the dilemmas in here. The, the, the moral dilemmas of, you know, do, do I do what I think is right or do I do what they think is right? Mm hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a common theme, but good stuff. That was a good, uh, good issue. Yeah, I liked it. Mm -hmm. So moving forward from there, what do you want to talk about next? Is uh, depiction in the movies? Yeah, sure. So we see, uh, and we're not talking about the 1940 movie that was that oh, starred why not? Captain America or the. 1980s movies that starred. Wait, there was a movie in the 40s. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He had, 
He had that mask on with the big A, the big white A on his forehead. Hmm. Yep, he's been around in a couple different movies, but uh, not until Captain America First Avenger. Yeah, like 2009 or something. Did we get the perfect specimen of Chris Evans to take the role of America's butt? <laughs> he looks just like the guy in the comics. I will say. Yep. Biggest difference being uh, Bucky is not his not uh, a child. <laughs> his child ward. Bucky is his childhood friend. Did that so. happen in the comics? Like, because Bucky, like quote unquote, died in the movie and then came back as like the Winter Soldier or whatever. Did that happen in the comics? I'm assuming it did, but like I'm assuming not so too. as I'd... immediately as Captain America came back. Yeah, I don't remember any of that part, mm. but. I would say it's that's probably pretty close. Okay. But yeah, so Captain America First Avenger, great movie starting off with iconic scenes of his origin story. Um, some great CGI that I saw a, a recent interview with Chris Evans about how they had to do that, how they made him look made so him skinny. Mm. Yeah. He was like yeah. kneeling down on like a bench or, or on like a stool or something. Yeah, they like talked one. about how the, the CGI guys had to, uh, he had a term for it. It was like shave or sculpt or slim him down. And it said it was a very slow process of, of doing that. But yeah, when, when you see that movie at first, you're like, how do they, how do they do that? And they make him look so right? skinny and then give him a shot. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, buff. Now they just like use a body double and deep fake his face on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so we get to see him uh, back in the 40s doing Fighting his wartime stuff. Um, we get to see how he's used by America as uh, propaganda, mm -hmm. which is kind of a recurring theme. Oh, that's one thing we didn't talk about is the, the little badge thing that you could send 10 cents in and get the badge. Oh, yeah. I'm, that was cool I'm, in the first issue. I'm throwing a dime in an envelope right now to that address in New York. <laughs> see. <laughs> see if they Who have any they, left. They may have like boxes and boxes and they're like, the demand is just down on these things. Why, how long are we going to store them? But yeah, it was a, <laughs> it said send away 10 cents to cover the shipping of this free item, which was a Captain America badge. And in, in the first issue, it just said, Hey, get your Captain America badge. And I'm guessing they didn't get a lot of people sent in because in issue number two, they altered the, the advertisement a little bit to say, this isn't some cheap paper badge. This is made out of the same metal as police officer and fire, uh, fireman badges. So <laughs> for 10 cents, uh, today that, that would be like $12 to ship that across the, wow. the state. Yeah. So, That's cool uh, though. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, probably some weird way to get kids excited about world war two but or maybe distract them from world war two but yep. shouldn't this metal that they're making these badges out of be being used for like guns and bullets back then <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> i mean kids were eating chocolate bars and and turning in their their hershey wrappers so that you know soldiers could have you know weapons yeah. <laughs> back then <laughs> they had to recycle their tinfoil so that they could continue to make bullets but meanwhile, they're throwing these badges all over town to these kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always neat to see 
old advertisements. And unfortunately, when you read in something like Marvel Unlimited, they take out all the, you know, the majority of the advertisements that weren't, you know, Marvel advertisements. Right. But mm-hmm. You don't get to see the, the X-ray specs that you can buy for a dollar. <laughs> you, you didn't grow up seeing advertisements for like build your own hovercraft. What? You ever seen that? No. <laughs> build your own hovercraft. But for like three bucks, you can get the blueprints and the plans. And this is again like a twelve-year-old kid or something reading this thing. Like, hey, mom and dad, I got I got these uh, build plans for hovercraft. Can I have the motor out of your vacuum cleaner? Because <laughs> that's what that's what the whole thing revolved around is a, a vacuum cleaner motor. Oh, what? Like, yeah, I can see some some mom back then. Sure, take apart the old Kirby. <laughs> Take the engine right out of that thing. <laughs> the only thing we get advertisements for in our newer comics are like TV shows and the newest like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Video games. Yeah. Not even advertisements for Wonder Bread. We used to get Wonder Bread, you know, food, snacks. Oh, hostess snacks. Lots and lots yeah, of Yeah, that makes more sense for, for kids snacks. than bread. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through reading a comic, like, I want a ding-dong. <laughs> if someone listens to that quote out of context, that will be strange. <laughs> We're talking about hostess snack cakes, please. <laughs> Something about reading comics just makes me covet the ding-dong. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so, <laughs> back to the movies. Back to the movies. So, do you see... Um, what are what are the similarities and differences that you see in the depiction of uh, Captain America in the movies versus what we've seen in these comics? He doesn't have a hotline. <laughs> he's certainly <laughs> lacking in that category. Yeah, How do we know? He's completely like tech averse. Like he doesn't know anything about tech. He's apparently been able to use a VCR because he's watched You've Got Mail. <laughs> Which is a movie about America Online. So maybe that's where he got his idea for uh, his hotline. hotline. You don't know, you know. Maybe maybe in between scenes, he's going to Tony Stark saying, Hey, Tony, uh, can you just throw me a couple bucks? I really need, really need to get this hotline <laughs> off, the, off the ground. Just help out this little kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the movies, it's weird because... I, I feel like sometimes he's this really, like, stuck-up, like, play-by-the-rules kind of guy. But then other times, like, in Civil War and afterwards, he's like, no, I don't care about the rules. Get Just let me have my own morals. Like, I think that's one thing that's pretty constant for Captain America is his, his morals. He's got a very high sense of his own opinions and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if that comes across as much as in the comics. I guess I guess it does in this one where he's like, "I'd rather respect myself than like be the government's little dog." So that that's that's similar. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's funny in, in more than one story in that first comic, the uh, the bad guy was getting away, and Bucky's like, "Let's go chase him." <laughs> and he's like, nope, 
he's got a way we need to get back to camp. Like he had to get back to that secret identity before, you know, the bugle played taps or something for the night. (laughs) It was more than one time. That same thing happened. Like you see the bad guy just like a you know, 20 feet away, jumping a fence. Uh Captain America's like, nah, we're not going to catch him. (laughs) I'm on potato duty. We need to get back. And just as soon as he gets back, there's some general walking by saying, Private Rogers, you haven't done anything all day. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, it's it's cool to see him have a secret identity. Like, I guess at this point, by the 80s, the secret identity is not a secret anymore. But, like, in the movies, it's all, ah, Steve Rogers this, Steve that, Steve this and that. And, like, people just kind of stopped calling stopped calling him Captain America. I guess they call him Cap sometimes, but it's it's just, like, he is Captain America, and Captain America is Steve Rogers. Yep. Until just after Endgame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he's old man. Old oh, man. He had a good life, though. All right. So we, uh, we get to follow Captain America through all of his adventures in the MCU from his first appearance there all the way through the Avengers movies. Getting old. Getting old at the end of Endgame. Having a full life. Yeah. Getting getting to check some of those things probably off of his list that Tony had told him to check off his list. And uh, he passes the shield, quite literally, passes the shield down to Sam Wilson. Yeah. So Sam Wilson going forward into the MCU is going to be our Captain America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sporting an awesome suit with wings. Yeah. I totally finished watching Falcon and the winter soldier. Yeah, I got two thirds of the way through it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I saw the outfit. Looks cool. Probably America need to finish Bird. it before, before the next movie. Uh, no, you're not going to finish it. I'm not. I literally what? only have one episode left, but I'm What's not the next it. movie. Well, the, the Captain America movie. With oh, Sam he's getting Wilson. a movie? Yep. Oh, that sounds cool. Mm. Yeah, it's got a cool title like Sentinel of Liberty or, you know, some something cool like that. Nice. You know, maybe he should be an eagle and not a falcon. Mm. Missed be... opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for, for Sam Wilson. Was he was he Captain America in the comics ever? Yes, they, okay. I think that I think during that part they called him the new Captain America or something, or they called the the comics the new Captain America. Okay. Yeah, he took over that role. I'm not sure why. I don't think it was because Captain America died, but I don't remember. Hmm. Danny, what do you think? I think he's going to be a great Captain America. That's all. Nice. On your left. (laughs) Do you think Bucky's going to be in it too? He's got to be. Unless they did something at the last episode of that show that I didn't watch. Yeah, he's going to be in the Thunderbolts along with uh, John Walker, U.S. agent. Ew. Maskers. (laughs) Red Guardian, Ghost. Yeah, that's going to be... Who's Ghost? Oh, Ghost is from Ant-Man. Right, yeah. God. So all the rejects... 
all the, all the, all the people, all the spinoffs. Yeah. Like we could have, we could have ten spinoffs, or we could have one movie Wait, to. Is uh, Elena kind of gonna be in it? Bring them all together. Yep, she's gonna be there. Okay. Cool. Yep. Fun. That's the one that Harrison Ford's gonna be in, as if he doesn't have a busy enough schedule already. Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's gonna be Thunderbolt Ross. Wait, is that like Agent Ross? Wait, I mean Captain Ross from Hulk? From the Hulk movies, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we got to look forward to. Seeing Sam take over the reign. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Captain America? No. No. On this this most patriotic of days. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so alright so that's going to wrap America's up this butt. episode happy 4th of July to everybody thank you for listening be sure to check out our YouTube channel see what's going on there be sure to check out our socials be sure to say hi if you come by the uh, Comic Con this weekend woo yeah track us down track we us got down. some fun goodies stalk us we need stalkers no. No. Is that too, that too Fans. far? Fans. Fans. <laughs> Come join the fam. Exactly. And that's going to do it for us this week. So until next time, peace, peace out. out. And geek out. And geek out. Geek out.